was, a, I say, we started, when I got here, 820, there was already people in the parking lot, and uh, they were ready to come in. I said, well, we open at, at 9, and they said, okay, okay. So it was a flow of people, like constantly flowing of people from 9 all the way till noontime, and then it's, it, it kind of went down a little bit, then it came back again, <laughs> and then and it went down totally, then like 1.30, we're already cleaning it, and people are still coming, and it was like, what a blessing. But it was a lot better than last year. Last year, it was a little lower. This year actually increased. Let's hope that there be more people next year. Right. Praise Amen. the Lord. It's good to be a help to the community. I remember when, when our kids were going to school, and we'd come to school time, and like uh, backpacks, clothes, and this and that. Like It gets expensive. So we can help children or families around. That is a blessing. So if you could stand now, we're going to get a little serious. You don't think I was going to preach in the clown vest, right? So the kids are dismissed. <laughs> Maybe some of you thought I was. <laughs> well, uh, this morning, if you open to Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, if you have your Bible there with you, uh, on your phone, on your iPad, and on paper, whatever you have above, let's look at God's Word this morning. Matthew chapter 6, look at verse 25. Verse 25, and the kids are dismissed. Look what it says. Therefore, that's a good word, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what, shall, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, for yet now your body and what, uh, uh, I'm sorry, and, and what ye, ye shall put on is now your life more than meat and uh, body more than raiment. Behold the foes of the year, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic unto his statue? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much about this passage of Scripture. Lord, we're definitely going to talk about worry this morning. And uh, it's a subject that we've been, I've been touched many times. And, uh, Lord, you put in my heart to do it again, and I'm doing it again because you put in my heart. Lord, I pray if, if there's someone here that has struggled with this issue, or online, Lord, I pray, Father, that may un- they understand that worry does not resolve anything. Worry just makes us sick. And I pray, Father, help us to understand that. I pray, Lord, if there's someone here or someone online that never really received Jesus as their personal Savior, may today they do business with you, call upon you for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So I might say that the past six years that I've been here as a pastor, uh, I preached on the subject of worry quite a few times, I have to say. But it seems that the Lord keeps bringing the subject up from time to time. And I don't want to be repetitive. I, I don't. I don't want to, I'm not preaching the same message, believe it or not. I'm not. I'm not going to get the same message. Uh, I, sometimes I take bits and pieces of different message, but I don't, per se, repeat the same message. But it's a subject. Uh, uh, worry is a subject because uh, many people struggle with this and, and worry about everything and anything. Some more than others, but people do worry. And I believe all of us here worried at one time or another. Uh, so the title of the message this morning is Concern, Yes. Worry, No. Okay? I say this to people all the time. Concern, Yes. Worry, No. Should we be concerned? Yes. Worry, No. Why am I going to worry? I can't sew. I can't fix anything. Does worry fix anything? No. <laughs> all right. So... You left your door unlocked as you came to church this morning. Oh, my goodness, what's going on? Is going to lock the door? No. 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 Pray, Lord, protect my home. You want to get there, you know. 
hope for the best, you know, or call your neighbor to get to concern. Yes, you have a concern. Worry? No. It doesn't solve anything. So this passage have a, have brought peace and comfort, the scripture, to countless believers uh, through the years. We all struggle with worry from time to time, like I said, some more than others, and of course some more than others, but when we follow Jesus' instructions in this passage, we will learn that there is no use for any type of worry. Why do you worry? Would be nice, wouldn't that be nice not to worry about anything anymore? Besides, Pastor, but there's many things that I have to worry about. There's many bad things in our world and I worry. Why? Do you fix them? No. Like the old song, don't worry, be happy. There's a song out there that came out in the 80s. Don't go listen to it, but anyway, there's a song out there. Don't worry, be happy. You know what? You know what? We don't have to be happy. I mean, happy is a joy, inner joy that we have as Christians. That you don't have to be, you can be joyful and cry at the same time. You know, we, it's problems of life that it cause us to express our, our problems, you know, the, the emotions and the, the hurt of our hearts in tears and is some relief in that. But there's an inner joy that the world does not understand. There's an inner joy that sustains us. So if that inner joy lives within me, why do I worry? Why losing sleep? So you lay your head in the pillow and all night long. And you know, and at the end of the day, and the end of, in the morning you wake up and go, I can't sleep. I'm worried all night. You know what? It didn't resolve anything. You're just making yourself sick. So, is it possible to live life with no worries of any kind? Yes. Actually, 95% of your worries never come to pass. So why worry? Why lose sleep over things that you and I cannot control? A few weeks ago, back, uh, we talked about storing treasures in heaven rather than the banks of earth. If uh, I store my treasures in heaven, what will happen to me on earth? The answer? Don't worry. We talked about we cannot serve God and money at the same time. There are two ways we serve money instead of God. First is when we lay up treasures on earth instead of heaven. The second is when we worry about life instead of trusting God. The first is the problem of covetousness. The second is the problem of care. Jesus said the answer for both of these problems is don't worry. Look what it says. The answer for these problems is verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. See what God says? Focus your mind on me, and I'll take care of you. You say, yeah, right. That's exactly what He says. So when Jesus told the parable of the sow and the seed, He identifies the seed uh, that fell among the thorns. Look what it says in Matthew 13, 22. That he, uh, he also that received the seed among the thorns, is he that heareth the word and, and, and the care of this world and the, and the seedfulness of riches choke the word and he become an unfruitful. So they are, uh, they, they are the same two problems again. The worry of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth. They are usually given uh, the twin sides in here of the same problem, which is focusing on material things rather than the things of God. Listen, listen. If you begin to look at the world and live with a worldly mind... You're not going to seek God. You're going to seek care for yourself. And God says, why do you seek that when I can take care of you? 
You say, well, I don't really trust they can take care of Oh, try God. He will take care of you. So, the key word in this passage here is worry. Why? Even though we don't see the word in this passage, there are other words on which convey this word. So Jesus used the word though or through, or Lucas says of worry six times here. Lucas says in Matthew 6.25, take no thought. Look at verse 27. Which of you by taking thought? Look at verse 28. And by take ye thought for raiment. Look at verse 28 again. And why taking ye thought for raiment again? And take verse 38, uh, 34. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. Uh, verse 34. For tomorrow shall take thought of itself. You see, again and again and again, Jesus telling you and me, don't you worry. But I have to worry. Worry is my highest qualification. You know, I, I, I get up in the morning, what am I going to have for breakfast? Ooh, what am I going to have for lunch? Ooh. Don't worry. Oh, but I don't have my favorite cereal. Hey, a slice of bread. But I don't have my favorite, I don't know, uh, eat something else. But I don't have my favorite coffee place. So what? Drink water. <laughs> you see, it's always a solution for something. Why worry? Why worry? The other day, I get out of work and I had a craving for a latte. You know those cravings, you know, like just craving. And I uh, drove to the store, got there, through the drive-thru. The lady said, well, we're not doing drive-thru because our computers are down. Okay. So I drove away. Drove about half a mile away. Got to the next place. Forgot what it was. They couldn't say, oh, they were washing the machines, whatever that was. Couldn't get the latte. I was like, where in the world? Went to another coffee shop. Same thing. Turn around half a mile and the other way. He went, I was so determined to get it. Like, you know what? I was like, Lord, maybe you don't want me to have a latte. What else do you want me to drink? Water. <laughs> Why worry, you know? Why worry? Jesus doesn't suggest that we... That uh, doesn't suggest that we stop worrying. He doesn't tell us to. Uh, uh, he didn't, it, I'm sorry. He doesn't tell us. Uh, he thinks it's a good idea. He commands it, and so we should obey. God says, "Don't worry," and we like, well, "Yes, Lord, I won't worry." The word translated "worry" here refers to an inner dislike or anxiety of, of or even frightfulness of worry about something. That's what happens. And listen, and worry can turn into depression. And can get you sick. So Jesus' answer to the problem of worry is to focus on one direction. What's the direction? But seek ye the, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus teaches us three things about worry in this passage. Okay? As we get into this passage, let me tell you like this. 95% of the things that you worry about never come to pass. Why are you worried? Number one. Worry is unnecessary for you as a Christian. So let's take a look at the first thing. From verse 25 to verse 30, Jesus teaches us that worry is unnecessary for you as a Christian. Yes, it is natural for us to be concerned about situations in different issues of life. It is natural for us to be, to be apprehensive about things. But why worry? Concern is one thing. Worry is another. Concern, you do something about it. Worry, just you just get sick about it. Is it? Listen, if do you ever been in time in your life you worried about it and anything got resolved? No. But if you're concerned, guess what? You get out of your seat, you do something about it. Right, 
Okay? So, concern, not worry. All right? So, worry is unnecessary for you. Letter A, a lesson on physical needs. Verse 25, look what it says. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, which ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, for yet for your body, what ye shall put on, is not life more than meat, and, and the body than raiment. So, lesson four right here. He gives several reasons here for this. But first is that life is more important than food and body, is more important than clothes. So, there's a whole lot more of life than just food and clothes here, folks. Misunderstanding, don't misunderstand me here because food and clothes are essential for life. We need food in order to survive, right? You need that. We need clothes so we can be protected from cold and other elements of the weather. But there's more to life than just those things. There's more to life, there's more to life than those things. There's love and work and family and worship and service and relationships. Uh, God has given us so many things for us to enjoy in life. So why get consumed with certain things? Okay? There's wealth uh, and rest and sleep and fitness and many other things as well. Get this, a person can die with a full table full of food. And a person can die with the best clothes that the person have on. They will die the same way. So Jesus points here, if God provides for the greater things, then certainly he provides for the lesser things as well. Who gave you life? God did. Who gave you body? God did. Why you worry? Oh, I got to worry about food. I gotta... God will provide. Seek ye the first, first the kingdom of God and those things who shall be added unto you believe that? But I have to work. Okay? Good. It's healthy. So one time somebody said to me, well, if, if work is healthy, so we should take all the people in the hospital and ship them to work so they can get healthy. <laughs> I was like, well, you, <laughs> that's silly. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I could understand. <laughs> it's silly. But you know what? Nothing wrong with work. Before, you know, when, men cre- when God created men and women, like what he put them, he put them to work. Oh, I hate work. Work should be a blessing. You know why? Because you, you're building something with your mind and your hands. You're doing something constructive for the good of mankind. Amen. Why should I be lazy? Work is good. I like to work. I mean, you said, do you like your job? I might say, no. <laughs> but I like to work. It's good to be productive, to do something good. Amen. So why worry? Let it be. A lesson from nature. Jesus then proceeds to teach us from the birds. There are many lessons we can learn from nature. God intends to, for His creation to teach us about uh, the Creator Himself. You see, God, God's, providence is, God's providence is all around us. And all, and all you see all around you, you say, Well, what about the falls of the year? Look what it says, verse 26. Behold the falls of the year, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather them into barns, yet your heavenly Father feed them. Let me put it this way. I don't see birds with refrigerators and freezers. I don't see birds with houses. They don't do that. They don't say, Oh, I get up in the morning and say, Okay, what are we going to eat this morning? You know what they do in the morning? They're singing. You see birds in the morning, I live where I live, they're all over the place, uh, all kind of singing. You know what? God will take care of them. You say, oh, but you know what? Uh, but some birds die. Yeah, so human beings die too. Should we take care of nature? Absolutely. 
Should we, you know, keep things good and clean? Of course. But God takes care of them. By the way, let me tell you this. We can do as much as you can. You and I will never be able to protect all nature in this world. God takes care of it. Number one, God feeds them. You and I can feed as much as, I mean, people have bird feeders. People have all kinds of things to feed birds and all kinds of stuff. But we cannot feed all of them. But God can. So why worry? The birds don't wake up in worrying. They can wake up singing. What about you waking up with a song in your heart? They said, it's too early. I need coffee. (laughs) You were born without drinking coffee. Why worry? Robert. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, this is a good thing called water. It does your body good. Okay, it cleanses you. you know, God knows what God was doing, okay? Okay, number two, worry doesn't change a thing. And then Jesus adds uh, one practical consideration in this section on birds. Worry doesn't change a thing. Look, says, verse 27, which of you by taking thought can add one cubic into his stature? You cannot do anything. You can't do that. Can you add even one hour of your life by, by worry about it? Can you add one more minute to your life? When God says his appointment unto man wants to die, you and I have an appointment with our maker and you will die at the right time, at the right moment. You can worry what you want. You will die at the right time. Actually, if you worry too much, you might die a little early. Okay? So, worry can actually shorten your life. Many people, because of so much worry, they get depressed and they get all kinds of illness. I'm not a medical doctor, but I know that for a fact that there causes that. So, God is sovereign, and life and death are in God's hands. And you cannot add a single hour to your life by worry. So, as in one commentary put it this way, worry accomplish nothing except to put God out of the picture. Follow that? When we worry, we don't trust God. You say, but you know, it's my trade. I, I, I'm a worry thing. I worry all the time. That's what I do best. Well, learn another trade. Why worry? I mean, it should not be look, concern, yes. You say, yeah, I'm concerned. Why worry? Why worry? My mom, she's not with us anymore. She's in heaven with the Lord. But I, my mom was so worried that it would turn into anxiety. She would get depressed about it constantly. It's mom. If she had something to fix in the house, it was like, it was like she was even shivering, was shivering at so much concern and anxiety. Why? So, Mom, you just got to fix it. You just got to fix it. You know, if you're going to remodel a, let's say, a uh, bathroom, what you need to do first? Take everything down. You got to rip everything apart so you can make everything look better. If you worry about how it's going to get, you're never going to get there. You take everything apart, but, but some people worry too much. What's going to happen when you take this thing apart? It's going to look bad and ugly for a time. Then you fix it up. It looks cute and nice. Okay? So, <laughs> worry accomplish nothing except to put God out of the picture. So, let us see a lesson from the flowers. From verse 28 to verse 30. And Jesus then gives an illustration right here from nature itself. Look what it says, verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. Are they grow? They toil not, neither they spend. 
And yet, I say unto you that even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. I tell you what, who likes flowers here? Are they beautiful? And God good? I think you look at a flower, you can smile, like even the smell. You go, wow, this is good. You know why? God says, I take care of them. So you're an expert in flowers. You plant this flower, you plant this flower, and nothing grows. You know what? Because God thinks care of them is better than we do. And sometimes you see a flower in the middle of the woods somewhere. Like, how in the world this thing is growing here? God takes care of it. And the beauty of it. And even says, even Solomon in all his glory didn't have nothing like that. That's how much God... See, Jesus is trying to emphasize right here to get us to understand that worry doesn't take us anywhere. Right. He said, I'll take care of you. Just focus on the kingdom of God. I'll take care of you. Now the thing is, do I believe that God can take care of me? Do I believe that? Oh, okay. I believe in God, but I have to have my money in the bank. I believe in God, but I have to have this and this and this and this and this and this. I believe in God. What about if you don't have anything? You still believe in God? Oh, but if God loves me, you wouldn't let me be in that situation. Oh, really? The key is not how what we want. The key is trusting Him. Focus on the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things be added unto you. Let me ask you this way. I love God with all my heart, mind, and soul. What about if tomorrow you have nothing else, you'll be homeless? You still love God with your heart, mind, and soul? A lesson from the flowers. Number one there. Worry is incompatible with faith. Jesus also teaches that, they are, that worry is incompatible with faith. Look at verse 30. Shall ye not... Shall, I'm sorry, shall ye not much more clothe you, or ye of little faith? See, early Jesus asked, why do you worry? Now he reveals the answer to his, to his own question is due to a lack of faith. This phrase, little faith, is used five times in the New Testament, always as a rebuke, always in the Gospels, and always to, of, of his disciples. Now, don't misunderstand me here, what Jesus is saying here. If we are going to summarize this verse, Jesus is simply saying, when you worry, your faith in my promise is very little. That's what he's saying here. When you worry, it's not like you don't have faith in me, but you don't have faith in my promises and what I'm saying to you. All right? Because you can have faith in God, and believe in God, but his, his promises is very little. All right. If God impresses in my heart, I only have to work certain hours a week. Oh, Lord, but what about this, about this, about that? Trust God. He'll take care of it. I remember one time when we had to take, here's what happened. To put our kids in, day, in, a, in a daycare, was more expensive than have my wife in the workplace. So I so said, why we, you go to work every day and somebody's raising our kids and we can actually save money. And you sit home and you go, but gee, I want to be the only provider. How is this going to happen? God says, trust me. And you know what? And you just do it. And you know what? I didn't go hungry yet. Why worry? Worry is incompatible with faith. Number two, worry is unworthy for you as a Christian. 
Worry is, not necess- uh, is, is only unnecessary for you as a Christian. A Christian person should not be worried about life. We need to trust the Lord. Jesus says it's unworthy for you as a Christian to worry about the basic details of life. Concern? Yes. Worry? No. The worry mind goes like this. What should we eat? What should we drink? What should we wear? The cell mind uh, goes like this. We need food. We need clothes. The Lord's going to provide it. You see the difference? The worried mind worries. Don't do anything about it. The concerned mind says, oh, that person needs clothes. Oh, that person needs food. Oh, we need food in the house. What do you do? We go to the grocery store. You put it into practice. You say, you don't have any money. Well, you ask somebody to give you some money. You say, whoa, people are going to give it to me. You never know if you don't ask. Here Jesus presents the basic necessities of life once again. Food, drink, and clothing. And here Jesus teaches us that worry for those things don't mount to nothing. They primarily, uh, they primarily seek the things of this earth. That's the unsaved people. And especially those things that bring them bodily pleasures. And God says in His Word, right? He's talking to us. He says, you as one of my followers, seek the kingdom of God first. And all those things be added unto you. You see, letter A. Set your affections on the Lord. Look what it says. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now your righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Get this. Food, shelter, clothes are human basic necessities. We need food. We need shelter to survive. I can't can't see uh, uh, expressing concern for those needs. But just to worry about them doesn't resolve the problem. Right? Oh, I'm worried. I need a shirt. Go buy a shirt. I don't have money. Ask somebody to give you a shirt. You see, you're doing something about it. If you worry, you go like, I need a shirt. Where am I going to get a shirt? I'm not going to get anything done. Worry doesn't act. Worry doesn't do anything about it. The only thing that worry does is making you sick. Raise us on worthy for you as a Christian because we have a higher goal in life. The lost run after the basic things of life, but we Christians are to seek first the kingdom of God. That's what God tells us. Like you have faith in me, the first thing you should do is seek me first. Then all these things come after. You know, and when Jesus said, you have to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself, that's the first more important thing of life. Seek ye the first the kingdom of God, and all those things will be added unto you. That's a promise right there. If we seek God with all our heart, mind, and soul, God says, I will take care of you. Remember we go going to Elijah in the Bible? Elijah got all the press, ran, and put himself in the cave. Who took care of Elijah in the cave? God did. Elijah was so depressed, he wouldn't even move. He was feel sorry for himself. And God came and provided for him. You see, we have a providing God. So why worry? God provides. God provides. Listen. All right. You say, well, but listen, God not, not, may not provide you a Big Mac or a Whopper, but he might provide you a can of beans. You say, but it's not what I want. No, it's a necessity of life. Can beans sustain you? Yes. You see, you know, it's not what I want. It's what God Gives me. And I have, to say, I have to say, yes, Lord. Look at the children of Israel. What God provide for them in the desert? Manna. What they wanted? 
They want they roast beef and have anything else. And God says, no, I provide you food every day. And they, what they did, they complained. They didn't like it. You know, now, now we do. We do that all the time. Oh, looking at the food, I don't like this. Oh, I like this. And we go to the restaurant. We go up and down in that menu. I don't like anything here. <laughs> okay. So a heavenly father, let it be our heavenly father, always provides. This is one of the greatest promises in scripture. When you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, instead of the things you need in this world, you will get both. You will, you will be giving up. If, uh, uh, you are not, be, not giving up things. You actually were gaining things. One of the primary ways God meets our need is through each, each, uh, uh, and uh, each, uh, through our faith. In fact, this is one of the ways we store up treasures in heaven, as we saw last week by helping those in need, by allowing God to work in us and through us, and we by faith trust Him in His promises. Let me tell you this. There are many Christians who fail or, or miss the promises of God is for their, because of their lack of faith or little faith. Oh, how could these people have all these things? I don't have it. Well, instead of us criticizing them, let's point the finger this way and say, what am I doing? Can God provide? For sure He can because He promised in His Word. The thing is, how big is my faith to believe that? If the faith is little... You're going to reap a lot of little, nothing of the promises of God. But if the faith is big, you know, I say, well, if I give, I'm not going to have anything in return. How am I going to do? Give if God allows in your heart to do, if God impresses in your heart, and allow God be God. And He will provide. Okay? Our Heavenly Father always provides. That's a promise of Scripture. Number three, almost done. Worry is unproductive for you as a Christian. Worry is unnecessary for you as a Christian. Worry is unworthy for you as a Christian. Worry is unproductive for you as a Christian. And verse 24 says, Therefore take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow take thought of, its, of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Letter A. The worries of tomorrow. Verse 34, we plan for the future. We don't worry about the future. Okay? Oh, if I save my money in the bank, who's going to take care of it? Who cares? You're not going to be here. You know, your kids might use the money in a way you will never approve. Get this. Tomorrow is not here yet. So why worry about the things that are out of your control? All right. So you make you made a... You get out of work and you made a, you think you made a boo-boo at work. And you go home. Your wife will greet you with a good smile, vice versa. And you're there. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Can you explain what's wrong with you? Oh, this thing at work. And, and the whole family is, is in chaos because you worry. You know? And, and you can't sleep at night because you worry. And you get in the car, and you everybody you mad at everybody that you facing the highway because you worry, can't, can't wait to get there, and you walk there. Oh, okay, it's all good. And you worried all day and all night for something that was out of your control. You follow that? Okay, let's put it this way. Let's let's say you leave, live alone. All right?
let's say you leave the house and you like maybe, let's say you go for a ride and like two hours later, you're somewhere far from the house. You think, oh, I think I have the faucet on, on the sink. And what do you do? You worry for the rest of the day, messed up your day, you Concern, yes, worry not. What do you do? Call somebody, go to your house. If you have to, get the car and drive back. See, concern does something about it. Worry is like, oh, everybody, you know, everything around you is, is bad. Everybody, you don't want to talk to anybody. It's all because you're worried. You know what? It builds to nothing. Don't worry. The worries of tomorrow. Why worry about tomorrow? Worry doesn't change a thing. Worry never pays your bills. Worry never put food on the table. Worry will never fulfill your dreams. Worry will never get you anywhere. There's no sense of worrying about the future because worry doesn't help. All right. How many of you like to fly? You know some people don't go anywhere because they worry about flying? Oh, if I put myself in that plane, I think it's going to go up. It's going to go down. Listen, you already planned the thing before you even get there. Isn't that true? Oh, I would drive 300 miles and I would never put myself in that plane. Why? Because if I put there, I'm going to die. Really? You can die in a highway too. So if you worry too much, you might as well stay home. You see? Trust God in His righteousness. And if you die in a plane, so what? You die in a plane. Because you can die at home. You can die driving the car. Is that practical? So, worry don't pay your bills. You got to work for it. <laughs> you know? Because if you go home and electricity is off, everything is in darkness, you go, Ooh, no, you got to do something about it. Call the place, get the electricity up, pay your bill. That's how concern, not worry. So leave tomorrow in God's hands. Trust Him today. Leave tomorrow in God's hands. Do we plan for tomorrow? Yes. It is wise to plan for tomorrow. Absolutely. But don't worry about tomorrow. Let it be. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The second thing that Jesus teaches us in this, these verses, that's enough. The day of enough trouble on its own. That sounds like a negative at first, like a bumper sticker I saw one time. Smile, tomorrow may be worse. <laughs> it's not a negative when you think about it. Everyone has troubles in life, and Jesus just wants to make sure that you're uh, 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 approach. Don't live, don't live through your, 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 don't live through your trouble twice. Okay, first when you worry about it, and the second time when you actually go through it. Okay, why, why worry? Then you have to go through it. Just be concerned and just get it done. You know, smile. Tomorrow may be worse. It's true. You know, smile today. You know why? Because tomorrow you never know what happens. Listen, when you get up, honestly, when you get out of bed in the morning, do you really know what's going to happen through the day? You don't know. Trust God. First the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will have, well, what do you call that? Added. Added, will be added on to you. Thank you. You see, why worry? Again, all right? It's something I need, want you to learn this morning. Concern? Yes. Worry? Got that? Concern? Let's see all together. Concern? Yes. Worry? No. That's what God wants. Because if we concern about things, it's natural for us to be concerned because 
If you're concerned, you will do something about it. If you worry, you get, you get yourself sick and make everybody around you sick as well. And God said, that's a no-no. All right? So, I'll conclude with this. Concern? Yes. Worry? No. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for this uh, yesterday. Thank you for today.